first, first Philippians. Philippians <clears throat> chapter 1. I'm speaking British. <laughs> Philippians chapter 1. <clears throat> let's read verses 9 through 11 as we just briefly look at this request. And this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve the things that are excellent in order to be sincere and blameless unto the day of Christ, having been filled with the fruit of righteousness which comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and the praise of God. I was very encouraged last night because as you were praying, I was jotting down on my prayer list um, most of the things that, topics that you were bringing up. And when I got home and looked at those topics, it hit me that everything that I wrote down that you prayed last night were all in agreement with the mystery of His will. In other words, everything fell under that umbrella. Isn't that exciting? Because that's His eternal purpose. And I may mention to you some other things in other passages that Paul prayed for. And I just want to bring out two here. One in Colossians, he prays that their hearts may be knitted together in love. That'd be a good thing for the Holy Spirit to do some knitting among us. Right? Your hearts may be knit, knitted together in love. And then, of course, I don't know if any of you wrote down uh, the second prayer in Ephesians when he says that I'm praying that you would be strengthened with power through His Spirit so that you might know the love of Christ. Okay? And so, everywhere you see, you see that where the Spirit of God is working, there is divine love in that working in the hearts of people. And that brings us to what Paul was praying for the church at Philippians. And, you know, when I first read through here, I thought, why would you pray for the Philippian love to abound more and more? They really loved Paul, did they not? And if you recall from 2 Corinthians chapter 8, <clears throat> the poverty in Macedonia was so terrifying that when the churches in Macedonia, which would have included the church at Philippi, when they took up a collection for the poor in Jerusalem, Paul didn't even want to take it. They had to beg him to take the offering because who really needed it? They really needed it. And yet here's the Philippian love being shown to the apostle having sent him this sweet savor of offering that he mentions in Philippians chapter 4. And then Paul turns around and says, you know what I'm praying? I'm praying that your love would abound more and more. Now what does that tell us? That tells us that there is no completion to this. There's no level that we as a church can get in our love for God and our love for one another that spills over even within our families there's, there's not some level that you're going to get because God's love is infinite. Right? And that's the divine love that's being poured out in our souls. This isn't human love. You talk about human love, then you're talking about limitations. 
you're talking about God's love, there's no limit to His love. So Paul's praying. Basically, he's praying that the Holy Spirit would fill them more and more. That their love would abound more and more in all real knowledge and discernment. This is our theme for 2023. I think the other thing that we can pull out of this in verse 9 is this. Only Christ can give us the love we need. Only Christ. So if He's the only one, He's praying to God with the affection of Jesus Christ that your love would abound more and more. He's praying to the one that can give that love. And folks, the whole world, in a sense, is looking for love but not from God. They're looking at it in corruptible corners of the world. So if you and I want to be more loving, we don't become more loving merely by telling ourselves, be more loving, be more loving, be more loving. We asked. Everybody see that? We asked. Lord, do this in our lives. And I'll just give you a little warning about that. Your love will grow in ways that you didn't think about if you pray this. You have a way that you think God's going to cause that love in you to abound. I can assure you that His ways are not our ways. But He will answer the prayer. And the love will abound more and more. This is a need that only Jesus Christ can supply. And so, secondly... Thirdly, in verse 9, this love towards one another that is abounding needs to be characterized equally by divine love and divine truth. Everybody see that? In real knowledge, in truth. And folks, this is really one of our problems as believers. We tend to swing from one side to the other. If you have truth and do not have love, that can be very harsh. Would you agree with that? You just think about the times that you've dealt with people and you've really been zealous for the truth. But really, you haven't balanced the scale with that divine cruciform love. And many times, you can come across as being very harsh. But if you have love apart from truth, then you end up being soft and compromised. You'll, you know, like the guy who committed incest in 1 Corinthians 5. They thought they were being really spiritual and really loving by not doing anything about it. But what did the truth say? The truth said, purge out the old leaven. Right? Mm-hmm. And so, you've got, to, you've got to have these things together. We're to love each other in truth, and we're to hold the truth in love. It's a single entity, a single um, capsule. And remember, our whole love is not due to one another. Our whole love is due to God. 
when we love God with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our being, only then can my love spill over to other people properly. Thanks be to God that by His Spirit working on us, we can definitely do that. We can grow in that. It also says in verse 9 that our love may abound more and more in real knowledge and discernment. You've got to be discerning as a loving person. Discernment here is the capacity to understand the true nature of something. Now, folks, our initial perceptions of things can be way off because we are easily deceived and we are easily trying to understand a situation by the world's perspective. So our love abounds more and more, is characterized with truth, and it is characterized by all discernment. Why would you need discernment? Because there at times you show compassion. There's times you show truth, right? You've got to apply the right medicine in the right way. And that's going to take real discernment. And brethren, this is that perception to see something very clearly. And when you're counseling and you're dealing with people, that's a good prayer to be praying. Lord, give me wisdom. Help me see the real issue that's going on here. Our Lord was brilliant at this, wasn't He? You know, here Nicodemus comes by night and he says, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher come from God. But what was the real issue? Nicodemus, you need to be born again. (laughs) I mean, it's like out of the blue, he just addresses it. And Nicodemus doesn't skip a beat. He's like, yeah, that's really why I'm here. And so to understand the true nature of things, think about this. Think about when the Pharisees tempted the Lord. Think about this question. Should we pay taxes to Caesar or not? What's the real issue of that situation? Well, let me rail against taxes. (laughs) No, he didn't do that, right? Well, let me denounce Rome. Didn't do that either. What did he do? Here's the real issue. You're not perceiving this correctly. Bring me a coin. Whose image is on there? Caesar? Don't you see? Render under Caesar the things that are Caesar. Alright? Where's the other image? It's in man. And whose image is it? God's. Render under Caesar to the things that are Caesar. That metal coin. But render the things to God to God. (laughs) It's beautiful, isn't it? I would have never answered that question that way. And I gather neither would you. But he had all discernment to be able to discern that. Now folks, when we're praying that our love may abound more and more in real knowledge and in all discernment, there are three results of this. 
And the first one is, in verse 10, that we may be able to approve the things that are excellent. The word approve means to put to the test or to examine. It's the ability to see what really matters. It's that ability to know what is of utmost importance. It's the ability to see what is essential in a situation or in life. And folks, when you think about putting it to the test or putting it to the examination so that we can really have that clear perception to know what is truly essential, you've got to think of a parallel passage, Romans 12.2. Present your bodies a living sacrifice, right? Be renewed in your mind so that you might know the acceptable and perfect will of God. Right? That's the essential thing. How does that happen? When our love abounds. When our love abounds, and it abounds in real knowledge and in all discernment, then we have the ability to judge and make the examination properly. To see the right thing. And folks, you and I and our church is probably going to have to make a lot of decisions in 2023. Isn't it easier to make the decision if you really have the ability to put the situation to the scriptural test and to see the essential thing in that problem. Wouldn't it be much easier to do that? Well, that happens when our love abounds more and more. Secondly, it says, in order to be sincere and blameless until the day of Christ. Our love abounding more and more will put us in a position of sincerity and blamelessness. Sincerity refers to excuse me, a singular or pure motive or heart. Blamelessness means there's no stumbling, not only within you, but in with other people that you're dealing with. And the result of that, verse 11, comes by having been filled with the fruit of righteousness, which comes through Jesus Christ. In other words, sincerity, blamelessness, being controlled and filled with outworked righteousness, This is a beautiful thing that comes when our love abounds more and more. And again, note in verse 10, this, excuse me, verse 11, this only comes through who? Christ. It only comes through Christ. You're not going to go to college and get this. It's going to come directly from Him. Now there's means to have that happen. Now I'm not talking about that right now. My point is, we got to go to Him and ask for it. Right? And then thirdly, this is the way God the Father receives glory and praise. It says in verse 11, which comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of who? Of God. Do you want God to get glory? Do you believe in that first Westminster Catechism? 
We glorify God and enjoy Him forever. Do you really believe that? All right, here's how it happens. When your love abounds more and more. And folks, that's really what we want. And when I read that, to the glory and praise of God through Jesus Christ, it made me think of Ephesians. When it says that all this mystery being worked out in the church is to the glory of God through Jesus Christ in the church is where this is to be going on. So if our church wants to give God glory and praise through Jesus Christ, then our love needs to abound more and more in 2023. And brethren, you can also work backwards this way. In other words, you could ask this question. You could say, you know what? I think that I have a real problem approving things that are excellent. Right, how am I going to fix that? Okay, I'm going to go in the scripture. I'm going to find, oh, I found that verse. I found Romans 12 too. I found this verse here in Philippians. All right, how am I going to do that? Ah, it's a love problem. <laughs> My love needs to abound more and more. You see how you can work backward? You can look at the results, the results that you want, and then work backwards to the prayer request that God will answer to bring those results. What a blessing that is. So brethren, do we really want this abounding love to one another in our church in 2023? Well, the answer to that has to be what? Yes. Yes. Well, then we're going to have to ask the Lord for it. And I can assure you by the authority of Jesus Christ and His words that He will not, he will not be stubborn to answer that prayer. He will answer that swiftly. And He will orchestrate things in our life corporately, now follow this, and your life individually. Because, brethren, the only way that our whole church's love can abound more and more to each other is if individual members' love is abounding in their lives. You and I are the cogs that can make this happen within our New Testament church. And we really need to perceive in our spirit. Would would you think that this is really what is essential for our church? Or you could say churches. This is essential. This is part of us examining and praying the exact essential things that need to be prayed for. For our congregations. And I'll close with this. This is no secret. But this is the fulfillment of the mystery of His will. This is why He saved us. So that His love in us could abound more and more toward each other. And folks, one day there will be no sin nature obstacles either in me or in you. And as Jonathan Edwards says, heaven is a world of love. Can you imagine a place like that? 
Well, I can. I can see it. I can taste it. And what I taste is good. And looking forward to just being baptized into it one day with Him. So let's take our sheets and the things that you've written down and the things that I've written down and let's go to our Lord in prayer. I'm going to do like I did last night. I'm going to open up briefly and then we have opportunity to pray.